on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Saints Prime Podcast. So it's me, Ollie. I'm joined with me best buddies, Jamie, Mikey, Harry. Just saying, no particular order. I'm trying to lift the mood because I thought I can't really be bothered to talk about this game. It was quite, uh, what's the word, demoralising? Is that the best way of putting it? Or yeah. is that a bit dramatic? No, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it was. I think it yeah. was. I felt a bit like, is it John Coleman who did that interview and went, I'm rapidly falling out of love with football? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little bit rapidly falling out of love with watching Saints at the moment. It's, it's getting painful, isn't it? I mean, he is manager of Accrington, but they're doing well in League One this season. So it's slowly getting better for John. So big up, John. <laughs> okay, there you go. Chat, I didn't think... Boys, oh, speaking, right. speaking of shout-outs... Oh, lovely. Look at oh, that. Wow, look at the transition. Oh, we're talking yeah. about professionalism. It's only taken 106 episodes, but here we go. <laughs> I don't get him up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I screenshot them. Smooth leg already. He was, you should have seen the smile oh. on his face when he did that. He was well happy with himself. We have two new reviews in today. If their names okay. aren't family friendly, please don't read them out. I will take on that feedback from you, Ollie, and <laughs> okay. abide by Just because I may have looked at them before, so. I'm looking at the wrong persons. I was looking at another podcast. If you could read them, you. that would be nice. That's I, right. I was looking yeah. about the man about the American on another unnamed Southampton Prime podcast. <laughs> oh. Prime, anyway. <laughs> A different Saints Prime podcast. <laughs> we have okay. Fletcher's mum. Whoever that oh, is. Oh, right. Selling. <laughs> Harry David Tizard, also a really good guy, definitely didn't tell me to write this. <laughs> so it's a five-star so five review, and it shows if you write, just give us a five-star review, we'll shut you out. Mm. We'll just say anything about Harry, like if you just yeah, want to say anything about Harry, anything. you know, as long as you leave we a five-star. One more saying Harry is top draw, right? From... <laughs> it's mysterious, this, isn't say, it? That I know we've got, I, I know we've got this. I know we've got this policy that we'll read out every review, but hey, I think no, Harry no, no, might be... Uh... Oh, don't sorry. Oh, that's, just, that's just the header. The header that's just the header. Right. I'm cloud nine when I listen to this. Sit down when I'm feeling in the blues, usually around nine, and just feel like no. Big Ben has stopped the count. Sometimes listen to it <laughs> while I take the pup out. I, can, I feel my knowledge of the club Jamie. expanding with each episode I listen to. I- I feel like Ollie's going to edit this part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so many ports with referencing to all yeah, in one. Did you not get so, that? I, I ignored. I, the, I just realised the nine bit. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times they say the nine as well? And the pup. The pup. Did you not oh, get that? Pup, that oh okay. my no, god! Why did we go. get Jamie to do uh, this? Uh, <laughs> cut this recording. Restart, please. Oh, <laughs> to the second time in a row. But thank you for your two five star reviews. It does really help. But let's get on to the game now. And yes, I've shown with two new reviews in today, lads. Ones I'll let you all read if you go leave your own review. They're two five stars. And if you leave, you yourself leave a five star review, you also get a shout out. Speaking of shout outs, I'm getting one to Glenn Brayshaw. I said that wrong and I, I give up. I give up. I... <laughs> Mikey's laughing. This is just not working. <laughs> 
Oh, You've been drinking. What's going no, on? I'm not laughing. It's fine. It's fine. Shout out to Glenn Brachet. They sent us a lovely DM on Twitter. And yep. our two new five-star reviews we got on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate yep. all the feedback and the yep. lovely They may or may stars. not be uh, slagging off Harry, but if you want to slag off Harry, then I'll rule that we will read out every review. You are more I'd argue welcome. it's the opposite. As long as you slag off Harry, we will be very more likely to read <laughs> we'll, out. We'll be more likely to read them out because, yeah. yeah, you know. But yeah, let's get away from reviews. Where do we want to go with this? Do we want to give our own thoughts first, or do we want to hear what other people had to say? What do we reckon? Uh, I get... You go, I'd Jeremy. Say, uh, let's hear the people. Let the, hear people... the people. Let the people hear talk. The people. Yeah, well, we can sort of build on their points. Um, the oh, first one's sort of JMD seven six six, and it is the first thing I sort of wanted to talk about as well. It was Ralph set us up completely wrong, and the players were terrible in all departments. That's the sort of first thing I want to talk about. You know, we've just lost 9-0. What were your thoughts about, A, the starting lineup? Was it good? Was it bad? And B, you know, Ralph's choices throughout the game. Did you agree? Did you disagree with them? He's set us up wrong. I was quite happy when I saw the team sheet. I mean, he's got, he's brought in all the players that have returned from injury, which yeah, when I saw, I thought that's experience that's come in. So that's kind of exactly what you need after a, a bad defeat. And then, uh, I, th- I think like we had no, you know, there was no injuries during the game or anything, so they're clearly ready to play. And I don't know, I, I was quite happy with the team sheet. So I, I don't know, he was obviously not happy. What was the bloke who said that to us? Uh, JMD seven six six. He might be talking more about the sort of the progression through the game because I, I agree with you. At the start, I was like, fantastic, Vescar's back, boom, Romero's mm-hmm. back in midfield, great. Minamino is going to want to prove himself, and he did just that really, at least in the first half. I think yeah. he might be talking about you know when they had the first red card, and we can sort of get onto the we'll get onto that a bit later more. But looking at that I... first red card, oh, you go. No, I was I was going to say I think it, we could probably discuss that a little bit earlier in mm. the fact that. Stevens was being exposed by St. Maxman a lot when he was floating onto the left-hand side. And you could tell that he needed protecting. And that's what we did in the second half as we switched to that back three. And maybe we should have done it a little bit earlier because you could tell that he wasn't coping well with it. Um, Because he does struggle. When, When he plays at right back, he does struggle with it if he's got someone tricky, someone quick. We know that he doesn't cope well with players running at him. And that's what St. Maximum does best. He's one of the best dribblers in the league. So when you've got him running at him, that might cause a problem. And we conceded three because of it. Um, especially the first one. He was in no man's land. He completely lost him. Um, and then Ben Rec flew in um, like Superman and missed. So that was awesome. <laughs> Superman. So looking at that, looking at the defensive shape, then from the start, would you say a go for that back three, or would you have taken out Jack Stevenson completely and put in Kane Ramsey? In the I didn't half, know if Bednarak just moved to right back. No, second half it was definitely a back three. Yeah, Stevens was in the centre, Vestergaard on the left, and Bednarak on the right, and then um, and uh, Redmond was Redmond and Bertram basically pl- uh, pressed up as like right and left wingers. They weren't playing uh-huh. as full backs. So we, we had pretty much a solid back three and then Romeo and Will Prowse sitting in front of them. Oh, there we go. So do, do you think that Steven should have started that at right back or should we start with that back three? Because it did, it, 
at the first half, it was quite concerning. You know, they had an offside goal to start with. I know that wasn't anything to do with him. I'm just making that comment overall. And then we had mm. Stevens on the right, completely trapped in no man's land. And to be honest, he didn't have a fantastic game overall. You know, he's, sometimes he has a great game, but sometimes it's it's not that entirely. So do you think he should have started? Do you think Kane Ramsey should have played there? Do you think Jack Stevens will retain his place against Wolves after today? I thought the lineup was right. I, I when the lineup came out, I thought it was good. I was the same as mm. you two. I thought that we we picked the strongest eleven we possibly could. But as soon as then we started finding out that um, we started finding that Newcastle was exploiting it. Wilson was getting a lot of space, and Maximan was getting a lot of space. Um, we I knew that the system should have changed, and we should have gone mm. to a back three earlier. And if we did, I don't know if that would have prevented the goals or not. Maybe it would have been a little bit more stable, a little bit more comfortable playing the ball out the back. Because Newcastle did press us. They did press us playing the ball out the mm. back. And we made many mistakes, just simple five, ten yard passes again. And we were like, we were just making the goals for them. Yeah, to be fair, I think Steve Bruce, since that um, hammering that he took a few weeks ago when he came out to the, to the press and said things are going to change now. I think he's done that quite effectively. You know, he's not playing such a drab, boring style of football. Maybe that's because of new players were available. You know, after the game, he particularly points out Almiron and the effect the new systems had on him. Um, do you think that's sort of a problem that Rouse had throughout his tenure here? Not like before games, but during games, that sort of adaptability. I know we sometimes jet change formation through games, but that's we don't normally change the system. You know, we, this, that system sort of stays the same. Do you think that's that's an issue that during games, if something's not going great, maybe that's chance creation, maybe that's defending overall, maybe that's decision-making. Do you think that's been a quite a big problem? Because you know, we've lost five games on the bounce in the Prem, I think, since 1998, so before any of us were born. Mm. Do you think that's right. something that needs to change in the very quick future, yeah. or soon future, soon future? I just think we just don't yeah, have many... <laughs> I just don't believe we have many individuals in the side that can create something out of nothing like that's like something that they bring I think we have it in in spells from some players very rarely and that's where we see a individual goal of brilliance maybe once a season but we don't see that on a, a regular basis and some of the top teams even are struggling now to break down teams that do just get a goal and block because they're tired and their sharpness isn't there. You look at Liverpool really struggling, whereas you look at them a season ago, they had the, the deadliest front three in arguably Europe at that time. So, you know, it's not just a f- thing that Southampton's struggling with, but we do struggle with it quite a lot. Like you have to play those balls diagonally quickly. You need to be precise with your passes. You need to uh, believe you can beat them. And we didn't really show any of those today. So it, it just kind of... It, it's amazing how I can see their player coming off. So they now have nine men and I was, still wasn't confident we'd go and get a goal. So I was kind of pretty... I don't know. Just a bit flat, really, because I could kind of see where it was going, which is mm. kind of disappointing. You'd kind of hope we could get a bit more, but... How many substitutes did we use in the end? Was it, was it one or one. two? Yeah. It was yeah. one. Does that come a bit of a surprise? You know, like Ollie said, we, we've struggled with chance creation recently. Are you surprised that you know, we didn't make more substitutions? Maybe that's flinging on Gineppo. Maybe that's flinging on someone, someone else that can sort of try and unlock the door. Because I think Minamino did okay at that in the first half. You know, he got a few shots off the goal. Maybe the touch wasn't the, be- the best, or maybe he tried to make it so it went straight through and he smashed it into the yeah, roof. Yeah, if, if that was on purpose, then that's a brilliant mm. touch. But 
I think from the surprise of his face when he got onto the ball and was in the box. It was a brilliant finish. And I was talking to a Liverpool fan and he said the one criticism of Minamino that is his finishing's not great. He said his first touch was good, which I, I saw. He's good in tight pockets, which again I saw. But he said he'll give away a lot of fouls and he's not great at finishing. So it's a good finish today. I thought that was all right. Um, and to be fair, Ralph likes fouling as well. If you don't know if you realise, he'd rather you foul in their half than them uh, break on the counter-attack. So I don't think that's necessarily a problem. But Minamino, I think, had a really different two halves. First half, I think he was brilliant. It looked like one of our best players. Uh, but when Newcastle were literally just behind the ball, he just stayed in that centre in the middle. And I noticed that every single time when we were trying to break him, break him down, we went to Redmond down the right, was it? Because he was the only one out wide. It seemed like Minamino was just coming in the inside the whole time. And just, I don't know. Sorry, do, I, think do you that was, that, I think that was down the formation. I think that was Maybe. down the formation because Redmond was wide right. I think Minamino went into a front three with Adams and Ings. And then when it went... But when then it had to do it. On, yeah, I would just lost I it think, by then. I don't know what was going yeah, on. I, I think it was just... Because by the end of the game, we had four players in a line in the box and we were just whipping a ball into the box. We had run out of ideas yeah. um, in that sense. But I think the difference with... Ings went through in the first half and we were expecting him to score and he hit it straight at Darlow. He probably took a touch extra. Too long. Man, and I yeah. think that's the difference between the two players at the moment. I think Minamino just coming to the club, coming from a bigger club, has the confidence in the world, takes one touch and rockets it into the roof of the net, knowing mm. where he wants to place it, knowing what he wants to do. Ings, he hasn't scored since the Liverpool game. He hasn't had many chances. He's not had many mm. good games. Um, no. And that shows like that side of him. When Ings is like, on confidence he's a 20 goal a season striker but he's not got that at the moment because of how little we're creating chances for him and how many opportunities he's having and he just he took that extra touch to try and make the shot perfect when he didn't need to and that's that's the difference when you've got a player on form and a player not on form it, it sounds yeah. like a bit of a ridiculous thing to say but after losing five and sort of not all for the same reason though against Man United we, we just got battered quite obviously but <laughs> Teams are going to look at us now and go, do you know what, if we can nick the first goal, maybe a second one as well. If we just sit back, they're, they're not going to break us down. It's very unlikely that they're going to break us down. How big of a concern is that? Because it's quite a, not an easy thing to do, but a lot of teams would think we can just get a 1-0 or a 2-0 or 2-1 here. If we, if we get two goals, they're going to really struggle to, to find another opening. Because, you know, we only got the Ward Prowse goal because of a ridiculously oh. good free kick. Without that, we'd what have scored one. Kick. So coming mm -hmm. up against these two Wolves twice in a row who are quite defensively solid even though they've struggled recently. How concerning is that? Because teams are going to obviously look at our history and go, well, this is how to beat them. And so many teams have done it before us as well. Yeah, we, we need to find a new way of trying to break teams down. Because um, since going to the more possession-based style, I think that took teams time to adapt because, of course, we were a lot more of a counter-attacking quick break and now we change to more of a play the ball out the back, trying to find a route through, draw teams in and try and get a ball in behind. And if you just sit back and don't get drawn in, there's no ball in the behind for that to happen. So I think that's why Minamino maybe was bought in as a player who can sit in that half space between the defence and the midfield and try and create something in there, like Armstrong does, but with a bit quicker feet, maybe a quicker player. 
Minamino was brought in. And unfortunately, it, it was working in the first half. We were creating chances in the first half. But second half, as soon as they sat back, there was no half space there. There was no ball through. And maybe we weren't looking for it. Maybe we were just going side to side a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, that was... It, it really affected our performance as soon as Newcastle just sat back when they went down to 10, and especially when when, when they went down to nine. Yeah, look, looking at our, our substitutions, you know, they went down to nine men, and they were 10 men for a long time, nine men, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago. But I'm looking at the substitution, like I saw, I saw a touch on it earlier. A, we only did one, but B, the one substitute we did was in the, in the 81st minute. You know, Jamie, do you think Ralph gave... Lindelou enough time to make any sort of impact at all I think whilst, whilst he's saying that Mike if you can get his touches up on who scored because I don't remember him being this, in the this game is the, this is the only whatsoever. feature we have on this show now yeah. we used to have like uh, three shows <laughs> he got yeah. two touches of the ball oh brilliant uh, this is it this is from one and he won two aerial duels so that was good Lost wow. so I he think... won two headers one went to a player and one didn't that's yeah. I think I think we should get uh, Mikey making a jingle for the the touches. Uh, the is it a feature? Does it become a feature? The, the, how many touches did the Lindelou get? What's going on? How many touches he's got? Yeah. Right, Jamie, are you, are you so, all right now? Moves, should the moves have went quicker? Yes, finally I can get my word in. I, I've always stated before in other previous podcasts. I think Ralph always needs substitutions to too late. I think he. In a way, trust his players too much. I know it's a because trust players much make a difference. Whereas, evidently, with these late substitutions, I can't really remember one in the 80 plus minutes that's really done much of a difference. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. However, I can't seem to think of anyone in the 80 plus minute. Maybe a defender, like I said, like against United, obviously, put the defenders on because Ben got a bit of a bad example. But still, no, nothing works after the 80th minute. At least, I think is from my FIFA. Managing days. You got to knock at me because I didn't I didn't let you talk. And you use FIFA career published that say that when you're losing 1-0 the best chance to get your substitution on is the 60th minute mm. so what Jake is saying is true but the way he said it just makes it so much <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah it, it doesn't sound great but uh, we've talked about SARS we've talked about you know us failing to break teams down and now, now let's look how we can see DJ. we sort of talked about it but it seems like we're making a lot of mistakes recently. You know, at the start of the season, we didn't really have direct mistakes leading to goal. But there's always something, some player runs the wrong way, or you don't, there's not enough power on the pass, or there's too much power in the pass from today. Looking at that, A, do you think McCarthy's going to keep his place after succeeding he, 12 he games in two games? And B, you know, will Salisa get reintroduced? Well, I say reintroduced. Reintroduced. never introduced. He's introduced the sub bench before. But, you know, with a cup game coming up, Force is definitely, I say definitely, most likely going to play because he's, he's the cup goalkeeper. I'm <laughs> asking down. questions. A, do you think Force is going to play uh, in the league especially? But also, do you think Solis is going to play against Wolves? Because if there's any time to introduce him, it's probably the Thursday afternoon game. Is it the FA Cup game or the Prem game first? FA Cup on Thursday? Yeah. Or is would it? you say, yeah. I think, would you say Ralph saying no. to Fraser here, if you impress me, 
I I'll give you a chance to go and start in the prem because I'd argue that's deserved. Because mm. obviously McCarthy, I couldn't believe what he did with that pass back to Ryan Bertrand. So what the eight? <laughs> no, sorry, the forty. I don't know forty-five minutes actually. It was, insta- time, it was well in stoppage time. Yeah, it was well and in. And he passed back to Ryan Bertrand who had two men surrounding him. Mm. Doesn't make sense. Just boot it out and get the half finished because we could. Mm. Which game finished? Which game would have finished two all if not? Mm. Make even we've gone on one, yeah. Because that with that beautiful free kick from Paris, will get onto it a bit later on. Oof, yeah, right. just, that is the next bullet point. So we're we yeah. are happy to yeah. see. I genuinely <laughs> it dumbfound. That's the word. Look, what's the word I'm looking for? Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. I was going to say what I was saying. Well, dumbfounded. How yeah, you're on place after conceding nine mm. and then doing that major error, which cost us a point today, if not three. I, I do think McCarthy has had a good season up until this point now. Seven or eight clean sheets. I just, I think even though none of the goals really against Manchester United was his fault, I just sort of felt like sometimes you just need a bit of a fresh start. Mikey, Ollie, do you think Salisa will play or do you think they'll keep the same back for, for the game against the Wolves? Cup, if, cup if, he, if he goes back three, maybe, if not, because I, I can't see him dropping Bednarek. He's not dropped Bednarek, but he's probably not played Bednarek once or twice since coming into Southampton. He's, Bednarek's been that mainstay in the, in the, uh, the centre of defence, but he made two errors leading to goals today. And, and I think it is... The nine nils affected them again because, of mm, course, it, it will. They, mm. They've had like when you have nine goals shipped past you in the way that it would. Benarek went from he's probably had the lowest week he's ever had at the club, mm. um, having s- sent off penalty red card, <laughs> sent off and pen- red card are the same thing, aren't they? Own goal. Own goal. Goal. I, I, arguably two own goals in a row. And, yeah, I'd say and, so. He um, and he's come out of that. And I think all the players they felt like it felt like you know at the start of the season players knew exactly what they were doing and they felt confident and they felt purposeful purposeful in their attacks. And now it just feels like everyone's a little bit unsure of what they're doing. The confidence is not there anymore. So and, and as soon as as soon as that confidence goes, that's when the decision making becomes poor. Because if, I... if if it was at the start of the season, I would have thought Stevens might have been in position for the first goal, but Benarek's gone flying in there for a ball that he wouldn't get. So maybe yeah. if it was early in the season, he could have read that earlier and maybe got across or just backed off a little bit and let Sir Maximum have the run. What I'd ask though, Mike, is that would you, a bit like uh, in Man United where Maguire was having a bad time at centre-back, do you just continue to play with him and put faith in him until he gets out of it the other side and Maguire's having a good run of games now and he's pushing towards, you know, Man United doing well? Or do you do like you see with another centre-back, so I don't know, like John Stones when he was having a mare and then he had some time away, came back in and now he's looking like the player he used to be. Which way do you think would be the best way to manage Bednarak? No idea. Don't know the guy. <laughs> Um, it does does depend because if he's a player who's going to want to make up for his mistakes and make up for his errors you probably want to stick him in but it's a cup game next and it's a game where we probably can risk resting him and we haven't seen Salisu and we know that Vestergaard came in for a game where he was only in there to deal with the height that Burnley brought in and now then all of a sudden he became literally one of our mainstays in that Mm defence So yeah. maybe you do give Salisu that chance in that cup game, take Bednarek out, give him the rest, 
see what Salisu can do as long as he's fit because we never know he'd probably get injured by the time it comes around to Thursday <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah we'll just see see what he can do so I, I would give Benarek a game off um, mm. if it were me same with McCarthy just bring Forster in for the cup game if he has a good game play him on again uh, for the Premier League game as well because I think some of, some of the lads they just they don't look like they, they don't look like they they're confident enough to be on that ball for as long as we were and be creative with it. Felt like we were a bit scared of losing the ball and in turn we lost the ball a lot more. So I think that, that was definitely an issue. I'd be pretty happy if we saw Vestergaard Salisu against Wolves. That would be <laughs> quite a cool combination, wouldn't it? I also oh, think yeah. part oh sorry, yeah. It's done. Sorry. <laughs> I was also I was, I was also gonna say because he signed a new deal till twenty twenty five and he's only twenty four, it's not like it's not like he's got one year left on his deal and if he doesn't play a few games, he'll get a bit aggy. You know, it's good to know that he's, he's definitely got a future with us, but it's not a bad thing getting dropped just to, just to try and get take the pressure off, off of him because he is Ralph's man. You know, that, that must take some sort of level of pressure onto you. But we'll try and go more positive. The small positive than we can, that we can take is that Prousey, that's number 10 in the Premier League for him. He's eight behind David Beckham. He's played 12 games less than David Beckham in the Premier League. So he's, he's almost had the same amount of games. What a free kick that was. Probably best one yet, would you say? Outstanding. See, I, I'd, say, I'd say Old Trafford's away. I liked that I one. I would agree. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Plus, there's a better game. So, I think this one's like, dull as well. Yeah. Two, three, two losses. <laughs> I'd just oh, say, yeah. technically, I think this one's <laughs> probably the best because it's mm. it was 30 yards out. I was going, I think that's too far. And you proved me wrong. It was an absolute <laughs> belter. And like, there's been other ones where they've been at like better times, like, or like the Villa one was good when it was really close. But that one, I think, is like the best, mm. just like technical one. I was like, that's class. As, as, as soon as it left his boot, you're thinking this, this is probably going in. Like yeah. the trajectory of it, just how well he judged it. Anything I know, mm. like he probably does that free kick probably about probably fifty times a week or something like mm. that from that angle and it's paid off for him again where he's just he's probably one of the best well he probably in he my is eye, the best he is the best set piece taker in Europe because of how Europe. he is yeah but I'd, have just, me- I'd have Messi on him but I think Will Prowse is still pretty good over Messi <laughs> <laughs> just for those not overall or are you talking overall as well Mike oh no no <laughs> 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 There's the thing is, I when the when Prowse got the free kick, I was watching it with my housemate Edwin, and um, he literally said that. So he literally said he's scoring it. Uh, I, I, in my mind, I was thinking Prowse. Yeah, I, I, want, I want him to. It's just everyone knows. He's not even a Saints fan. Everyone knows the threat James Prowse gives, and yeah. I, you can tell the regret in the defenders' faces when once they give that foul away outside the the. Box. <laughs> box. I don't know. I think of this, the, I the 18 yards. First, area, 18 yards. The box. Yeah. That's, oh. that's, sorry, boys. Sorry, everyone. I've got off the mark box. today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, everyone knows it's good. The regulation size Premier League box. That's the better way to describe it. Thank you very much, oh, Harry David. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't want to try and spin a negative on a fantastic free kick in any way, shape, or form. But is there a level of concern that now? There's going to be managers that go, right, we're not going to be able to survive a game without, 
you know, taking away a free kick outside there. But should we just stick a man on? Because that's what Villa did. I think Matt Target was backtracking when War Prowse was about to take his free kick. Is there any sort of concern that they're going to go, I'd much rather put a man on the line and keep everyone on side and try and defend that way than just let them have a free shot at goal? Because it almost is like a penalty with War Prowse nowadays. You know, at the start of his Premier League career, it wasn't as effective. But now he's 26. He knows exactly what he's doing with them every single time. Is that a sort of mm. is that a concern? But the thing is, Harry, he perhaps is not just scoring goals from set pieces. He can still put in a brilliant ball. So if they say if they did that, Price would obviously see that and just cross into Vestergaard. But then it is less likely because we we have a lot of free kicks in that area, and Vestergaard will score one in twenty or thirty rather the, than the one in five that, or something. The problem that I can see with that is if you then stick a man on the line, you can then just crowd the keeper, so you can just completely block his view. So, like, there are ways of getting around it if they do stick a man on the line. So it's not a be-all and end-all if they do just, like, revert to... Uh, yeah, if they revert to FIFA tactics and stick a man on the line. <laughs> 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 I'll but, again. But, but see, the problem is, if you go anywhere near the goalkeeper, as we once again saw today, it's I a foul. It. You know, the Vestergaard on Carl Harlow. It's not a foul. It's not a foul. He has done nothing there. Vestergaard has gone up with his head. Darlow has his hands, which is an added, like, your what? Your wingspan is the same size as your body, right? So that means he's got, like, three foot on Vestergaard, and yet Vestergaard wins him, like, wins the header fairly. And, you know, if that's a head-to-head in the middle of the pitch, absolutely nothing in that. But because he's a keeper and he's got the gloves on, for some reason, if he falls over like a rag doll, he gets a free kick. I don't get it. Should our players start wearing goalkeeper gloves? You know, they have no short short sleeve shirts. And goalkeeper gloves. That's what we need. That's what we need. Our new yeah. kit next year is going to look so amazing. So bizarre. So yeah. before, before we sort of preview a bit of Wolves, I'll just finish off the comments that have been said. So Mason underscore dot Knight has said, sack the board. Interesting. Charlie Shepard. Sorry, mm-hmm. sometimes when their username's really long, I can't see all of it. So it's shocking, oh. pathetic and terrible. He says, Josh dot Allen 11 said, state of your defence. So I don't know if it's the Saints fan that's saying mm. that. Tom underscore Pullin underscore Gurr was saying that was so infuriating. <laughs> and Samuel underscore that's P underscore one said, disappointed that we couldn't break a nine-man Newcastle down. Worrying. Thank you very much mm. for your comments. And looking at the Wolves game, what needs to change after losing another five in a row? Because, you know, we did well in the FA Cup, beat Arsenal, beat Shrewsbury. So that might be our competition this year. What mm. needs to happen? Huh. Good question. Uh, it is. <laughs> Who knows? I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe Salusi will be just an amazing player and just guide the squad into a new era of unbelievableness. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Although, don't you think that like, if he was that new era of unbelievableness, wouldn't he have played against Stevens when he had the opportunity last time? Injuries, injury worries, Ollie. Maybe, maybe he wasn't fully fit, Ollie. Yeah. Maybe, that's know. true. He's I, I don't want to jump to conclusions. Right. Um, <laughs> a new era of unbelievableness. I think that's <laughs> yeah. Just ignore it. Just yeah, ignore it. it. I agree. I, I agree. That should be Harry. the title. I asked the question, but if you want me to answer it, I can, I can go then. for it. If you, I can I've, go just, for I've, it. I, I've lost all kind of concentration after uh, Jamie's. I'm just jealous. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. yes, that's what it is. I just, I just think we need to freshen up some positions. 
you know, take out. I think Redmond didn't have as bad of games a lot of people have said, but try and keep, try and freshen it up without changing the system entirely. So, you know, put in Forster, put in Salisu, put in Gineppo. That's just make, change, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just put, just try and put some fresh faces in there. Try and not put you, the nine nil players in there. Or like, as, as least... would you give Ings a rest? Put Teller in or Underloo in and see what they can do. No, the thing is, my concern is that the FA, if we don't progress in the FA Cup, I sort of see, not the league is a, a non-entity, but I just want to keep this cup run going because I think when you're when you're losing lots in a row, you do, you're going to look for a win from anywhere. You know, Sheffield United were having an absolutely horrendous season. They beat Bristol Rovers and now they've bounced back and they're doing really well. So if we can just get a win against a, a resurgent Wolves side, to be fair, you know, they beat Arsenal. I don't know who they've got this weekend, but they might be able to beat them as well. Got a nil-nil against Chelsea, so they did well there as well. I do want us to put in a strong team because a win from anywhere and, you know, after that, we've got Wolves again. So that doesn't just boost us. That pushes them down a bit. Then you've got Chelsea and Leeds. So Chelsea haven't conceded much, but Leeds quite the opposite. So I think a win could do an absolute wonders. And if, say, Adams can get a goal off of his backside or Ings can just knock one in from somewhere, that always helps confidence. So I'd personally try and stick Ings in there because I know he's either lack confidence or is a bit distracted from other things that are going on, um, whether that be paper talk or other things like that, I would try and keep a very strong team there. Because if you lose this game, it means that the league the league isn't dead. But by that, I mean Europe's all, already almost out of the picture, if not out of the picture completely. And then the FA Cup so, sort of, if we, get, if we lose in that, that's out the window. And it's just like we're sort of aiming for... 10th or 11th maybe 9th and I don't know how much motivation players get from that because they don't get the money the club wins from being in that position they're just part of the team that got in that position so for me we've got to try our best to win the next FA Cup game I think wow. if we if we introduce <laughs> what a summary uh, yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think... is there anything else ever oh, to come after that football journalist ladies and gentlemen <laughs> He could have had 500 words out of that. He could have submitted <laughs> that. That could have been his course right done. Blimey. There's the dissertation. You yeah, should get sorry. the transcript um, out. Awesome. You know that thing on Google when you can just press the button and it writes it down? Or... Just start recording these. You can have a dissertation oh, like that. Uh, I think we need... We need uh, if Diallo's fit, I would like to see him back in the side because... I don't think. I think he was uh, up for three to four weeks. That's the concern. That's annoying. Because mm-hmm. I, mean, I think we did miss a presence in midfield of just going forwards. It felt like a lot. Did of... Romeo get nutmegged? Well, I, I, I don't today. know. The thing is, Romeo had an awful game. I think it's me and Mike. Well. Me and Mike were speaking about this a couple of weeks ago, and with all three, if you take one out, you miss something. You know, if you take Diallo out, you you miss the forward pass and the energetic, energetic midfielder. You know, good nice. on the ball. If you take out Romeo. You you just leave you take out an absolute smasher you know who can get the ball normally and distribute it to short passes left right. So, I think so, a ball winner is what you mean. Probably say if you lose War Prowse, you lose bits and pieces of that. Not all of that, but no, a bit of War Prowse. Sorry, a bit of Romeo, a bit of Diallo. But then you also miss the set pieces, so you sort of miss something from everyone. That's the problem and with the it. Captaincy you miss exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Did, uh, I don't know if I'm clutching at straws here, but the team before uh, Red Bull, Ralph managed, I think he liked to play a 4-3-3. I don't know whether that would be something... I know this this 4 2 is his kind of staple now, so 
And he's obviously I think he's always that. played this. I think okay. he's always played it at Red Bull. Yeah, that's right why on. I think that's that's the, the team way before. That... Wasn't it like what was the team before? It, was it Ingolstadt? Yeah, something know. like that. But then he and then he tried the uh, uh, what memory that is. Yeah, I think I don't know. Imagine if you had all three of those in in the and had. Do you think War Prowse can play the number ten though, or do you reckon he's he's perfect where he is? I try and have a flat three in the middle, and then try and have you know the front. The thing is then. Then I think we lose something with one striker. That's uh, the yeah. yeah like every single time we'll change that formation, we'll lose something from it, mm. and yeah. and we won't get the players that we all. Want. If we could just play twelve, that'd be great. But unfortunately, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that could be something we talk about with the FA. Who knows? Um, maybe have power mm. plays like ice hockey, but you introduce an extra player. God, Mikey. Uh, oh, Christ. My, You're saying God my... to me, Jamie. You're saying God to me. Fever comment was bad. Probably nice, okay. God, right. Um, what has this come to, boys? Yeah. Trying to get five star reviews, usually, not one star. It, it, to be fair, this the podcast usually starts out quite consistent and they'll just yeah. sort of blow up halfway through and we're just talking I about think any it's random, because like, if we had a lot to talk about, that was good. Like, we would go on and it would be quite going to go on for about an hour. Because it's all quite miserable at the moment, we end up just talking about nonsense, like <laughs> ice hockey and football and FIFA and whatever. And nonsense just like, like football. Like the oh, podcast. yeah, you know what I meant. I meant... <laughs> Come on. Super Bowl's coming out this weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, thinking of speaking of stuff I don't like, um, what are nice. thoughts on the red shorts today? Do you not was, like them? I thought it was disgusting. Wear completely red, don't we? When we're away to Newcastle, it's always like a complete red kit. We wear, we wore red shorts against Inter Milan in uh, Europa, so it reminds me of that. So I quite like it. League rules, though. We we wore remember. red shorts against Wolves when we beat them six 0 in the Championship, and Saganowski scored a hat trick. That's the one that I not the Inter Milan one. God, what a so I wanted Saganowski on the back of my shirt when I was like eight, I think. Um, but because I was, it's an eight-year-old shirt and Saganowski has about 12 characters in it, they couldn't put it on there. So they just yeah. said, no, we don't have the font small enough to put Saganowski on the back. So there you go. If you ever want my story, story about... Sorry. I remember that is, to be honest. You don't remember Saganowski? No. Oh, he, if he had six months left on his contract, he'd play absolutely brilliant and score like 10 goals in five games. And then as soon as he got a new contract, he would just stop scoring. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Him and yeah, Greg Raziak. Raziak. Do you remember um, who was the right back we had? Bold, bold guy. Uh, came from Swansea, did he? can't remember. Scored a 35-yarder. Because all oh. the crowd shattered, shoot. Oh, Wayne, Thomas. Wayne Thomas. Wayne Thomas. Yeah. What a goal that was. Do you remember Martini against Arsenal? Was that what you want to look? Do you know what? I reckon that, that, I reckon that Wayne Thomas... Oh, well, that Wayne Thomas goal was brilliant. If you can get up on YouTube, it's, he bows to the crowd. He puts his arms up like Gladiator and bows in front of the crowd. It's played and... before every game at St Mary's. It's part of that compilation yeah. Was just lashing one into the top. Yeah, do they, it's, do they it's still close. play that compilation when there's no fans in the stadium? I think I don't know. so. Yeah, I think because <laughs> when I'd they like do the like comes up on the board, doesn't it? Where they just yeah. play it. I think have you ever noticed have... as well in the uh, press conferences they just have the the things talking without you know the managers are trying to do their press conferences and then they just have the uh, what's 
the sound system just going off in the background. You cannot <laughs> yeah. hear a thing. Happened on Football Focus today. Poor woman. She's talking, and then the music starts blaring in the back in Football Focus, and you cannot hear a word that she's saying. So she's, she's trying to talk, but it's playing like dubstep or whatever in the back. You don't know what's going on. How we got there, I do not know. No <laughs> have, we, have we really got that board? No idea, but that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's why go. we have so many five-star reviews. <laughs> we still want more. Yeah, we so do. We're greedy. Coming to the end of this episode, Are as we? you're on oh. Apple Podcasts already, just feel yeah. free to scroll down to the bottom and mm-hmm. click that five-star review. Yeah. They won't be listening on Spotify. And, it could be. If you've got a Spotify, anyway. go over to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why if not? If you've got any Apple product, may that be an iPad, an iPod, a phone, <laughs> an iPhone. Okay. Oh, Is there anything Apple. left on your bullet points, Tizard, on your, uh, your sheet? Has, no, that's everything. No. That's I everything had I had. no. <laughs> I was going to read them all no. out, but then it's just, I'm exposing uh, myself. We've already talked about them, haven't we? Exactly. So, yeah, I don't need to do that. We've covered we'll it then. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. So we will do a Wolves reaction. Yeah? We'll do a Wolves pre-Nashy, though. I was thinking that's going to be right in the middle, isn't it? Yeah, I'll say, we'll do the secondary, we'll do the Wolves The Wolves sandwich! The sandwich returns! But actually, I didn't realise, we are the sandwich for them, but they are the sandwich for us. So, you getting philosophical here? What's that mean? Because we said that we've got... You know when we had the Arsenal podcast and we said Arsenal were the sandwich because they're playing us twice, but then we are also playing them twice. So for them, we are the Braves, but for us, they are the Braves. But doesn't it go the... Oh. I don't care. For listening, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you've been joined by he me. Said that so yeah. loudly, the mic just broke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again next time. See ya. Hey.